Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. And this episode, Up All Night, we're sleepless in the city that never sleeps. How original. But it is revolutionary in the fact that Isabella Rossellini is back and everything she touches is gold. Sherry Shepard assumes her rightful place as Angie Jordan. And Rachel Dratch plays an immigrant-turned-prostitute named Blem. Blorch. Let's get into it. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shark week. Crazy Bianca is coming here? You make me want to vomit. Because she wants something. She only contacts me when she wants something. And she's bringing her lawyer. Which means you're going to try to bleed something else out of me in our divorce proceedings. You're not all the way divorced? Well, we've been legally separated since 1989. It's been a nightmare, Lemon. I mean, one minute you're newlyweds, making love on the floor of the Concord, then the next year, lawyers are fighting over who gets to keep the box your dog defecates in. You taught your dog to poop in a box? Bianca did, but I want that box. Ah. It's gonna take all day and into the night to deal with that crazy woman fighting, conniving, clawing at each other. Are you angry or excited right now? I can't tell. <laughs> nice one. Oh my God, this episode was hilarious. Which like, we'll say that about all of them, right? No, this one is up there. <laughs> okay, <heard. laughs> I don't know, my rankings have been all over the place. Yeah, I don't feel like consistency's been our number one. Um, <laughs> As evidenced by the fact that it has been 12 months since we last recorded one of these. <laughs> we're in the nascent stages of the pandemic, and now, I mean, it's tough to say, middle and also nascent, it's who knows, <laughs> but we've got some 30 Rock to get us through, ideally. And this is one of my favorite episodes. I love me some Isabella Rossellini. I love um, Adam Baldwin. And, not Adam Baldwin. That's great. Good. That's Adam nice. Baldwin, I do feel like, is the most attractive of the Baldwin brothers. And that's really? a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. The hills are his buttocks and backdraft. That's Billy. Adam is, is Billy? not related. Which... I meant to say Alec Baldwin, and yeah, I didn't. Who's Adam Baldwin? Adam Baldwin is not one of their brothers. Oh, he's from 30 Rock. Or he's from. <laughs> that's what Oh, we're boy. About. <laughs> that's going to be a rough one already. He's from Chuck. <laughs> Chuck is one that I love. Um, he's also quite attractive, although I just looked up a picture of him and brutal. Um, all right, so do you have any general thoughts? You want to go through it bit by bit? Where are you at with this? Um, I'm in for the bits, yeah. let's. I mean, I think it was, first of all, <laughs> calm your eyebrows. It's a shame. I guess one day we'll set up a Patreon just so you can see the manner in which Julie looks at me. It's like, welcome to Blurg, where we have Emma's astute observations, my inane blitherings, and then Julie judging me every waking moment of my existence. It's real fun. <laughs> It's a gift. Not everybody has it. Like no, but God, you embrace the hell out of it. And I'm just like a slave to it. And I enjoy it. Why don't you start us off? Where are we at? <laughs> well, I was just starting with the brand with the opening where uh, Tina, Liz Lemon is in his office talking about everyone got food poisoning from the Cleveland Brown seafood freshwater clams from the Cuyahoga County, where the word blorching came from. Yes, for blorching. Love blorching. The, I, mean, I would love to, if I had passion, commitment, focus, or follow through, I would love to write, it would probably just be several pages, of the lexicon of 30 Rock. Because between lizzing and blorching and blurg, hello, so, the title of our podcast. Is there one already? No, but blor well, blorching is now in the Urban Dictionary. Amazing. And the top definition is to exhibit symptoms of food poisoning, vomiting, barfing, non-ability to write sketch comedy. 
brutal. Also, the sound that is made after one's head is shot off or exploded in an online first-person shooter. Ugh, that's why it goes. Commonly used taunt as well, i.e., bitch, you got blorched. <laughs> so it's already in the Urban Dictionary is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think it's there because of 30 Rock. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, except for that head blown off thing. Okay, but when was it published? It sounds like you did some research, but not all the research that I require. <laughs> okay, I love that once again, I'm the judgmental one as you hammer me on things, but you're just the poor, innocent bystander. Um, yes, not to play okay, the part I, of the vixen, but everybody's talking about how I reacted to her behavior. What about her behavior? Okay, And Eureka? not to play the part of the victim, but I'm the victim. <laughs> Feel right, sorry for me for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Thank you. So we talk about Cleveland, which is a running theme in this series and this episode and this season. Um, that was out of order, much like Americans' way of writing down the date. Why we go month, date, year, it doesn't make sense. It should be day, month, year. The date changes most frequently. Why can't we get it together? Get it together, people. I know it messed up. Um, what's her face in Schitt's Creek? She was a month late for her plane reservation to go see her boyfriend in the Galapagos Islands because she had done that. It's Switched a common around. mistake. So we've got Bianca coming back um, in the wake of the food poisoning. Everyone's blorching. Blorching, Bianca, alliteration. Love it. Isabella Rossellini. Also love it, even though I can't always say it. And then she comes in to finalize the divorce because, shocker, they are not yet divorced. Jack Donaghy and... Bianca. Okay, so when he's describing all that to Liz, though, and he closes his eyes and he makes little fists and he's dancing about, like, fighting with her about getting the box or the dog defecated. Oh, I want that box so much. I just love it. He's so cute in that whole scene. He is just cracking me up. And he makes Petty adorable. Something that I'm yes. still striving for. Yes. And I'm not yet succeeded. Um, yeah, and they've so they legally separated since 1989. That's a long, long time to be. And this episode separated. aired in what 2007. You're so right. 2007 minus 1989. Please hold. Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> so uh, he's looking inside his brain, or maybe googling. I can't really tell. But um, I just love it. And then she looks. 18 at him and years. She's like, Great. Are you angry or excited? And he's just both. So then Bianca comes, the beautiful, gorgeous, regal Isabella Rossellini. And instead of just like sneaking out of the room like a person, she decides to stop, <laughs> drop, and roll on the floor and crawl out, making a yeah. much bigger ordeal. Yeah. Takes way but, longer. <laughs> way longer. And doesn't seem sneaky at all. Much like Ugly Betty, which is right in my wheelhouse. Because as we explore on our other podcast, Takes All Over the Place, I have some weird obsession with... ABC comedies from like 2006 to 2009 and I don't quite understand it but I do know I am currently watching Cougar Town so it is a very real thing so I wow. appreciated that illusion look at the different ends of the spectrum I mean anybody can get along right you're watching Cougar Town I'm watching Game of Thrones we're just like we are more alike than we are unlike people write it it's, down god damn now you know she does say this would work on Ugly Betty right so you're not just making your own random Ugly Betty comment she made that in the show Julie, when are you going to understand that everything I have to say has a point and is invaluable, all right? I as I'm part. adjusting my mic as if it's like a little feeder for a hamster. <laughs> wow, that's great. Can you make that noise again? I, have, I also have an ASMR channel. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's called yet. Something with hamster. Hamster vibes. Something cuter. 
So I'm up all night. Me too. Panic attacks are rough. So we See, enter we, the writer's room and she tells everybody they're going to have to work like, tonight. Jesus, yeah. And it's Valentine's Day, which she's totally forgotten. Yes. It's so, it's so weird to just think of anything romantic anymore because my idea of romance is like casually getting on Grinder with someone that I won't be able to see until a vaccine exists. So apparently it's not the most romantic thing to be like, oh my God, can you quarantine for me for 14 days? <laughs> and then we'll like hang out as I continue to work in my restaurant and am incapable of. So they are, Jack's trying to get somebody to go out with him and celebrate his false excitement over his final divorcing to uh, Bianca. And he asks Tracy and he says he can't go because he has a romantic night with Tracy planned at the Soho Grand. Now this is how bored I am. So I look up, where is the Soho Grand in relationship sure. to 30 Rockefeller Center? Just wondering. It's a four star hotel and a 15 minute cab ride. Sounds great. Because <laughs> I know so the Soho lonely. Grand exists. So I thought I could probably... Map quest this and see how far away it is. Map 15 quest. minute cab ride. Are you going, since this came out in 2007, are you going all the way back to 2007? <laughs> you can only use those tools. Are you too young to have ever gotten directions from the phone book? Yes. Directions? Yes. Directions oh boy. from the phone book? Yeah. Yes. So in the back of the phone, booth, there you, phone book, there would be maps. And so you could look up the street you were going to and it would be like, that's on map 27. A5. So you would go to the back of the phone book and you would find A5 and then you'd find out where you were and then you'd have to figure out how to get there from where you lived. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and as someone who's directionally challenged, it sucked balls. And I am so grateful for Google Maps and Waze and MapQuest. Okay? Amazing. On what page can we find ourselves back to 30 Rock? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the king of sidecars. You've broken Emma. She's cracking up. Well, I mean, if you had any notes, you could probably continue. But since you don't, we'll go back to me. Blammo! So, she blammo! Got me good. She got me good, kids. <laughs> they got me, girls. <laughs> after, do you remember what they have to do to keep it spicy after 17 years? How Obviously, they like to role play? Role play, yeah. Well, I love how you gave me the answer because clearly I was like trying to help. Fishing. I was just like, We're going deeper. She plays a Girl Scout outfit with a box of cookies, and I answer the door in my boxers, or I rent a wheelchair, and she pretends to be my caseworker. And then Liz Lemon's like, well, in a way she is, right? Like, and she is. And I feel like most wives, unfortunately to their husbands, do become just their caseworkers. That's why men in a relationship live longer than women in a relationship. Women live longer on their own. So true. I'm planning on it. Although, what am I going to look up when MapQuest goes away? So uh, I mean, you can alter Vista some new hobbies. <laughs> I'll send you something from my Hotmail account. Um, Frank took a bunch of Cialis for his big date with no one. Hilarious. Liz Lemon is like, so Jack Donaghy, fresh off of his bliss from ending, or the idea of ending his relationship with Bianca, officially says that they have to continue working on a new episode of 30 Rock, even though everyone's been blorching, which bullshit. And then Liz Lemons is like, hey, we all have to work, even though it's Valentine's Day. A fact I forgot. Let's all talk about it. Yes, but we are now skipping over the scene where my favorite line of ever times was said. No, that's at the end. We can go to the emergency room. No. I love it. He now. says, I want back. This is what I want in the divorce. All the jewelry I ever bought you. All the art supplies I ever bought you for your 40th birthday and any art created with supplies. All of your love letters. All of your parents' love letters. And full stake in the Arby's franchise outside of Telluride. And she says... God damn it, Johnny. You know I love my big beef and cheddar. 
Damn it, Johnny, you know I love my baby the cheddar. That's my Sorry, favorite. was I not impassioned enough? <laughs> I don't think it. so. <laughs> Take and it I, all, the Arby's, the house in Namagansett, all the Otto Dix paintings. Yes, I looked all that up. I also looked up the Otto Dix. Yes. I did. I looked up Namagansett. Houses are about a million to start. It's amazing. I do love just like the little peppering of, of, of German trivia throughout the series. They get together most recently at Otto von Hermsfeld's the second's death day party. And then the Otto Dix is Van von Habsburg? It's tough to say, Emma, who's right. Um, I think both of us are. Like the last episode? The one that we, yes, the one that we just watched three months ago. It's all coming back to me now, to quote another Celine It's song. all coming back. It's, it's all coming, coming back, back to, to me, me now. This is going to be like our Celine episode part two for no reason. Part two. Um, yeah. But I don't know why her saying, you know how much I love make baby fish cheddars, cracks me up. I'll say it anytime I can in situations it's totally, totally not required. I love it it's, so much. It's the inflection. A hundred percent. And it's the thought of Isabella Rossellini enjoying a big beef and cheddar. <laughs> Do you remember? And I don't think it ended up being true, so don't sue me, anybody. Allegedly, back in the day, that the Arby's beef came in like a liquid pouch and that they would put it in the microwave and thump it up, and then they would slice it into deli meat because it's all like totally GMO. Once again, this is all allegedly, and I'm sure it was proven untrue. Somebody it's, had chicken McNuggets the other day and said they had chicken in them. What's happening in this world? I thought chicken McNuggets were made out of pink goo. I know nothing. Is thumping also part of the 30 Rock lexicon? Because it should be. I'm going to thump, thump, thump it up. And then it's just like us spinning around in a uh, little microwave turntable. I don't know what's happening with some straight arms over the head. I don't know what's happening. It's not your usual dance. It's not. Is it usually curved? I feel like I do this quite often. No, it's usually curved. There it is. Amazing. Um, so we're or, back in the writer's room. I'm sorry I messed it up. Um, am, I, am I the only one who, as soon as they said Aris, who's Ceri's fiance, immediately start going like... Yes. Paris Hilton's ex-boyfriend. No, because... Oh. <laughs> no, which is like Aris. They talk about Arliss a lot. Argus is the name of the peacock down the road. Or am I just like fully in my Tina Fey rats, tars, stars, because I played Scrabble for the entirety of this quarantine? <laughs> I think you're in your, you might be right. I don't know. But I was thinking it was obviously Paris Hilton's ex-gazillionaire boyfriend. Who was also Especially because he's Greek. Sure, 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 sure. And then Sari has a moment of clarity where she disagrees with the Greek Orthodox. The Greek Orthodox. Calm down, everyone. Have we had a weight claw? Yes. The Greek Orthodox's stance on Cyprus, um, which Liz Lemon is like, okay, so obviously we're segueing away from this and instead talking about food. Does Chinese work for you? Amazing. Bye, girl. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> Thank no, you for I wearing appropriate clothes. No. So, the, but uh, yeah. Jenna comes in fresh from a Suzanne Summers look like contest. Just kidding. <laughs> she was at Vagina Day, a charity event founded by celebrities who have not been asked to do the vagina monologues. Well, and then this episode is a lie because Joy Behar has done the vagina monologues, and I know that because I looked it up. <laughs> so I knew she did anyway because she's friends with Evan Slur, because as you know, the view is my life. Okay, so Joy Behar, hers was my vagina is a flower, a weird, ugly flower. I remember Which the night I, I lost my virginity in 1968 during the Democratic National Convention. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I feel like that's how most gay men view vaginas. It's just like a weird, <laughs> ugly flower. 
It's also been described to me as my homosexual contemporaries as the predator after he went to a strip club on his 18th birthday despite not wanting to be there and saw it from an aerial view and felt like it was just going to suck off his face. And I was like, it's not like prehensile. It's not like a prehensile pussy, but like, whatever. Additionally, Pete forgets that it's Valentine's Day. It comes every year and he can't believe it's that again. That's how I feel about my birthday. It's like, didn't we just do this? Is aging still happening? Are we all just like ceaselessly beating against the time? <laughs> well, that luckily, like a Pete s- finds a Hallmark store 70 blocks away. Poor Pete. <laughs> Which like, I can't fathom. I'm assuming he's walking. Maybe he's taking a taxi. The most that I'm willing to walk in an I urban setting. <laughs> he did because he comes back with the uh, balloons. How he would get that in a taxi, I don't know. The most I'm willing to walk in an urban setting or any setting is like, Eight blocks. Well, eight New York City blocks are pretty long. Thank eight you. Cincinnati blocks are not that long. It's in whatever city. It's just a principle they have, and okay. I'm willing to stand by it. The rule Much of like eight. my opposition of the Greek Orthodox Church and their views <laughs> towards Cyprus. And what is their views towards Cyprus? Opposed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't Google it, okay? I did, Need but I the brown, Sue me. You know, ours is just so immature sometimes. That's why I like you kind of, you're an old soul. Thank you. My mama thinks so too. In fact, she's pretty sure I'm the reincarnated soul of Agent Twyford. He was our town minister who died in an organ fire. Oh, he keeps texting me to meet him downtown at his club, even though he knows I'm working. Well, it's like Dr. Laura Schlesinger says. Women should be more accommodating to their men for the health of the marriage. She sounds smart. Is she really a doctor? No, I think she's kind of like Dr. Pepper. Well, I'm going to go meet him downtown then. Thanks, Kenneth. You give really good advice. Now we're back in the writer's room and we're playing a terrible version of Mary Boff Kill. And let's, I think we should answer these ourselves. Are you ready for the first one anyway? Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Oprah. I would, I would marry Beyonce. She's got exceptional wealth and I would like to be part of that. Compared to Oprah? <laughs> Here's the thing. I would bang Oprah. Ooh. Because, um, I don't know, I feel like she's been with Stedman for so long she wouldn't be expecting much. And I wouldn't be able to deliver that so that just works out for me. And then I would just put Paul Abdul out of her misery. Agreed. I, I would marry Oprah. Oh my God, we read so many books and she has so many dogs and <laughs> yeah, we can go true. anywhere and she likes to go road tripping. Beyonce's too much for me. I'd, maybe I kill Beyonce because that would just be too much pressure. I don't think I could deal with that. So maybe I, I let Beyonce off the hook. I mean, Paula Abdul seems heavily medicated, so that, that could be fun. And uh, marry Oprah. <laughs> I uh, love play, it. We play a rousing game of Mary Buck Kill. As we did as well. Um, I'm not sure how Emma's going to edit this, but it did go on for two hours. And then we return to um, the flower shop call where Liz Lemon doesn't understand where these flowers come from because as she's talking to Sari and she proves that she has intellectual capacity and thoughts on crimes against Cyprus, Liz Lemon receives some flowers from an unknown suitor. So she calls the flower shop to get some clarity of which she gets none because they get super fucking sassy. And they're like, do you have so many men in your rotation or women or non-binary, whatever, 
in your rotation that you have no idea who could have possibly sent those. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, I do know who sent these. It's your mom. So tell your gay mom I said hi. Which, peak 2007 humor. Hilarious. Frank continues again and again and again to pick to kill Jenna. And she's really upset that Frank doesn't like her. I don't understand why you don't like me. And he's like, because you're super fake. The same reasons Julie doesn't like you. And Julie would also be wearing an extra cheese hat if she could right now. Because hell yes, extra cheese. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, she's super again fake. Again and again and again and again and again and again. That's all I could think of. That that uh, It's from Look At Me Now, a rap song with Chris Brown, unfortunately. Jeez. Problematic podcast left and right. Seriously. So Jack convinces Tracy to come out with him for one drink, even though he has to be down at 10 o'clock at the Soho Grand dressed like a ninja. And so they go to a bar, and there's lots of women just sitting there on Valentine's Day with nothing to do but drink together and hang out with Jack and Tracy. Galentine. And then he says, should we grab <laughs> the helicopter and buzz Trump Tower until Donald come out, comes out? I wrote, those were the days. Uh. Oh, while defending her authenticity, Jenna uh, does her vagina story for Frank, which is my vagina is a convenience store, clean and reliable, and closed on Christmas. And he's to like, which I say, and weird. <laughs> um, so I did enjoy the very high tech cuts of Jack's evening as it escalated from. Oh my at god! The bar. I was going to say the same That's fucking really good, thing. I am a right? slave. I'm a wiener slob for those. Every time they come up, I like a few like. Immediately gave like just like a breath of a laughter towards me before finishing your teeth. You're like, let's just get it out. No, I'm right there. Like I thought that was super cool. I really like that. I'm, I don't. I'm also a, a wiener slave for that moment. You're like, oh, way to get this exposition done in 30 seconds and make it hilarious. Amazing. He goes from the bar to he goes to a wiener slav in America. I believe they call it hot dog vendor, and he is talking about how he fantasized about perhaps being with Bianca at an old age and her on her deathbed saying, Johnny, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Can you say that in a better way? That doesn't sound like Dracula's dying. I'm in so much pain. So no. She sounded a little like Gerhardt. <laughs> did, did you say no? I like Julie's better. No, Julie's Thank was you. better. I'm just feeling spicy. I've had two white cloths and I haven't had a drink spicy. in like forever. Oh my God. And then he has a chicken wing <laughs> in his tong hand. And we're at an all-night diner that has a salad bar, which I don't know that I've ever been anywhere that keeps the salad bar open on Valentine's Day. At, I mean, it seems like the middle I of the mean, night. But how many isn't. diners have you been to on Valentine's Day? You don't want to know. That's fair. It's very sad. But I guess if Tra if Tracy had to be downtown dressed as a ninja, and if they're just getting it on, and he's not dressed like a ninja. It can't be that late, right? When Jack and Vlem show up. Hashtag science. She puts an it egg roll in her purse. Wasn't it? I feel like they was said it? it was 1 a.m. I trust they first you. Up. Um, so the mayor, we go back to the writer's room where everyone's not really working, but they're at least still hanging out. And they're all encouraging Kenneth that Suri is into them and that uh, she's upset with her fiance. And tonight would be the night, right, right night for him to go get it, you know, which yeah. Kenneth immediately flop sweats and starts freaking out. Because which gives me one of my favorite lines of the night. Well, that makes me perspire. And yes. ever since rewatching it, an hour ago, I've been able to say nothing about <laughs> that line. As you sit in your very air-conditioned third-floor hideout. My nerps are pointed, all right? Nerps. <laughs> your tone is pointed, as are my nerps. So we get to the hotel, and Tracy's wife is role-playing as a gas worker coming in to check a, a leak. 
What kind then, of leak, though? Let's talk about what kind of leak. It's a nitrogen a leak. Nitrogen well, I wrote that, but I'm like, is that right? A nitrogen leak. We don't smell it. It's fine. Um, another theme, actually, within the series is leaks of gas, otherwise known as gas leaks. Well, also in my notes, I took these notes over a month ago, and I have not looked at them. It says, side note, Sherry Shepard was on The View and believed the earth is flat. She does. That was also in my notes that I wrote on my hand in invisible ink. I do love when they come to the door and she's like, I- I'm not Velcroing back up again. Like, it must be so exhausting to, like, put your whole Velcro outfit back on. <laughs> and then Jack and Vlem show up to ruin the fun and they've brought a bottle of Krug du, Clu du Menil, which I looked up as a $2,000 bottle. Yikes. Which also, like, whatever. Um, and then... I mean, I do I clean, appreciate... I clean this too? Or just six? I literally, I was about to say, I do appreciate Blem's industrious spirit, where she's just like, there's a mess, I shall clean it, or do you want to make a mess within me? Prostitution. Let's do it. Side note, she, she came here to study engineering originally. Which, like, <laughs> that moment was the one... Because, you know, in most episodes of sitcoms, within, like, that 2006 to 2009 time frame, of which I'm <laughs> exclusively watching... You do have a lot of moments where you're just like, oh, wow, they could not say this today. And that was one of them. I mean, and then to be like, isn't she precious? <laughs> she came here to study engineering. And I'm going to have sex with her and then leave her on and the street. And then I'm going to leave her on the street like a dog. Exactly. Yeah. Where I found her. Where did he find her? I guess not the food cart. <laughs> it was. The, I mean, definitely I, not better than that. I mean, maybe it was a rough. He took her to that diner. So sad. And then Sherry Shepard, whose name I can't think of on the show now, says. Angie. Angie, tell the GE man I want Sophie's choice out of here. (laughs) So poor, sad, sad Pete, who we shouldn't feel that bad for because he does sexually assault his wife in an episode coming up later when she's completely asleep. And forgot Valentine's Day, which is also her birthday. Also, she's who? Paula Hell. Also, don't we all know that you can't fit that many balloons through a revolving door? Have you tried? Then you yes, don't know. many, many times. Well, you said they wouldn't fit in a taxi, which they obviously would if you've ever taken in balloons taxi? in your car, which you have not done because... I don't have a car drive. nor a license. Yes. A fact of which I am apparently not alone. He's just a virgin who can't drive. First of all, I'm a Virgo who can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> who is also a virgin. That should be your intro every time. I'm a Virgo. I use well, as an blurb, intro once. I'm a Virgo who can't drive. Well, just like you didn't want to go back to fourth grade, Sari does not want to go back upstairs yet. It's super boring, and she's just going to talk to Kenneth because Aris is so mature sometimes. That's why I like you, Kenneth, because you're an old soul. Thank you. My mama thinks so, too. In fact, she's pretty sure I'm the reincarnated <laughs> soul of Adrian Twyfer, who I, go- I paused and Googled before realizing he was the town minister of the fictional town from which she's from, who died in an, who dies in an organ fire, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, bitch, I took notes, too. Nice. And then um, she, he talks about Dr. Laura Schlesinger and says that women should be more accommodating to their man for the health of their marriage. <laughs> That's offensive. Is she a real doctor? No, I think she's more like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and she's actually like a real person. She is, but she's not really a doc. I mean, she has her doctorate, but it's not in psychology or anything like that. So Sari gallivants off to her Aris, as we all have one in our back pocket. But Sari sweetly says, um, tell us I left, and if you want to tell those guys upstairs that we made out, it's all right with me. Could you want anything more? Uh, yeah, for him not to lick the side of my fucking face. I, yeah. would, I would really enjoy that. It's not cute. And I find Kenneth attractive in a strange way. Is it his, his, <laughs> is it his chinlessness? 
He's so funny. It's his sweet nature. I mean, except he's, he's like, Jacob, he's, he's not yours yet. I still need him. So like the religious zealotry is freaks me out, but he's really, really funny. That episode with him and um, Sean Hayes. God, he's just funny. Anybody's timing is like, so I'm not ready for it ever. I love it. He's so funny. Like me. <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. So he licks her face. As I wrote, Kenneth gross cheek face slurp serene. <laughs> Face slurp is the right phrase for that. Is that? <laughs> we'll call it a, a flurp. Is that our blorch of this of the episode? A flurp. Blorch was already uh, in the face episode. slurp. Well, yeah, I know flurp. this is our equivalent to blorch. Okay. Flurp. Content. A flurp. Clues. A slurp. Then they're still ruining everything in the hotel, and Jack wants to play video games, and Liz shows up, and Angie says, "What? Another prostitute?" <laughs> So they take Vlem out, and they are taking her down the street, dragging her down the street. Jack's like, we could go to Atlantic City. The sun's coming up. We could be there at the Borgata. The Borgata. Vlem speaking her own the language. Borgata. Yeah. The Borgata. Aw, and then Liz, in a moment of actual decency, says, this relationship with Bianca is sick. Marry, boff, kill. Which one do you want? To which says, Jack all says, of them. all of them. All of them. Aww. And then she's like, so mean. You guys don't know this because you're not old yet. But she's like, between the two of you, you are 100 years old. And this is no way for a 100-year-old couple to behave. That's also a very weird way to measure the age of a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have 100 years of experience between you, right? Uh Uh-huh. Life experience, not necessarily relationship experience. No. And then poor Flem says her, her catchphrase, which is... Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's! See, I got intoxicated specifically so I could say that. I know. Rachel Draft came in as Jenna, and she's leaving as the Happy (gasps) Valentine's Day hooker with a heart of gold and an engineering degree left on the street. To die. To die. Like, literally to die. No, it's not. No, but so far she's been, like, the maid. She was the cat wrangler. Right? No, we'll see Mm -hmm. her in the next episode. Oh. Did you go ahead? How dare you? I've seen these before, Julie. Um, I know. Well, once again, they start to slide out once you add 9 million other hours of content this week. Jenna goes to confront Frank. She says, you got a lot of nerve calling me Frank, calling me Frank, calling me fake when you wear your thrift store shirts and your big weird glasses. Look at Frank. He's so cool. He has a hat that says extra cheese. You spend just as much time and energy trying to be weird as I do trying to be a beautiful. If I tried to kiss you, you'd totally do it because you're a big phony jerk. And that was her poot, because she pooted. And that was... Who says pooted? She does say pooted. That was what brought them together, ultimately, is that she showed a genuine moment, um, which was flatulence. And I find that I don't have true friends until they fart in front of me. Which is why I have zero friends. When Liz Lemon is on the toilet and uh, Dr. Bubble is there, John Hamm... Yes. And the door flies open, and she's like, too soon, too it's soon, too soon never. Never. And then she just, like, hugs the wall. <laughs> she's like, no, no. I'm very lucky I've never had anybody walk in on me while I was going to the bathroom. That would be awful. Um, I don't know why, but it would just be awful. I have, yeah. but only because I sometimes forget to lock the door. Dr. Drew Baird. Dr. Drew Baird. Yes, but if you're on a date with someone, there's only one other person in the apartment. You shouldn't have to lock the door unless you're afraid he's going to kill you or something. You know, you should be able to just close the door. 
Um, anyway, so Kenneth comes back after his... Hold on, we're still in the fart room. Are we? Okay. She pooted. She pooted. She's like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Are you happy? Which is like the fakest thing she's ever said as long as well as you, I pooted. Which has anyone said, ever been happy at 3 a.m.? Ever? Not when you're that age and writing. Nobody's doing any work. <laughs> I like how that's your concern. Well, they're supposed to be there staying up all night writing sketches, and all I've seen them do is like eat candy and play Mary Boff Kill, and now she's farting. And once again, here's a little tip as you get older you do like say something emphatically, and you will too. And you're like, oh my God, is this really happening? Yeah, the answer is yes. Correct. It really, it's awful. Terrible. Your body just falls apart. I know, I'm 97. <laughs> so, anyway, it's the first time you've done something like a real person. Sorry, I said I would kill you. Yeah, is what she says. And then we go to um, our pretty in pink moment, or or sixteen candles, or also sixteen candles. Another John Waters movie. John Hughes. Another John Hughes movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Julie, (laughs) do you take it from here? No, go for it. Okay, and then (laughs) Molly Ringworm, um, who is in that movie. Um, gives her um, underpants to Quacky the Duck, who is a cartoon character. Wrong movie by again. John Sixteen Ritter. Candles. She gives it to Ted the Farmer. It's not Pretty Pink. It's in Sixteen Candles. Anyway, so Quacky the Duck, played by John Ritter, <laughs> who was in Three and One Fourth Men, gave us the underpants through the stall that were supposed to be the women's underpants, but were in fact his own male underpants. They seemed even too large for Kenneth. Those seemed like <laughs> an older man's gigantic briefs. Sure. I think he bought them. High rise. <laughs> yes. Full coverage. Or he just has, you know, oh, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, boo, you ruined it. You're the worst. <laughs> all right. We're going to make it. We're almost there. We're so, so Bianca signs the dissolution papers and they're like, it never happened. And then they realize that they're codependent on each other's rage, anxiety, stress, and futile efforts to separate from one another, that they start a new feud over not their marriage, but the Telluride Chamber of Commerce, specifically at Arby's. It's awesome. Yeah, because she says, please don't, please don't sell it. And he said, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to let the doors open and let <laughs> nature have its way. <laughs> Anyway. So now it's still the, we're still at the office. Liz has been there all night, uh, and she is polishing off the last of the chocolate-covered cherries and, who and removing f- her bra while her shirt is on, which is a gift that at some point you learn how to do as a woman, and it is fantastic. I've always been fascinated because, by it. So in walks <laughs> the introduction of Floyd. Jason Sudeikis enters the room. <laughs> Not my fave. You don't like Jason Sudeikis or me? I do not find Jason Sudeikis attractive. I d- he's not my favorite. He's nowhere on my like top three of Luke. Like, and he admires her cool French Planet of the Apes poster. Because uh, in Greek, the word Heston means poop yourself. So, so Floyd works, and she's like, you're a lawyer? He's like, I mean, I prefer law stylist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was charming. Anyway, he... It's because you're nicer than both me and Nick put together. <laughs> He meant to send the flowers to his girlfriend, Liz Lemler, who works in accounting, and she pouted all night, and then Tina Fey has the best line. She's like, wow, she sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's 
so a thousand good. high fives for you and the angels there, <laughs> Tina Fey. She doesn't even say it sarcastically. That's what's even better. She's like, oh, she sounds great. Like, oh, Double dig. And he wants to take a picture of her holding the flowers. And where are the chocolate, you know, covered cherries? She's like, eh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know anything <laughs> don't about know that. I don't know anything about that. Which is fair, because if they're chocolate sent to you, you eat them instantaneously and forget that they ever happened. That way there's no calories, there's no weight gain, there's no guilt. What I happens? mean, maraschino cherries are disgusting, yeah. but I would have also eaten the entire box. Disgusting. Or what about when you get like a box of mixed chocolates and you're like, uh, you just take a bite of each one Every and like spit one it? Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> and then like later on in the day, you're like, I guess, I mean, I'll eat the coconut one. I don't really like coconuts, but it's all that's left. So. Yeah. He takes her picture and says, it's a cute one. And he says it really sincerely. It's really yeah. nice. And she does look and super cute in her little tired tousled. Yeah, her little hair and her little cami and everything. Mm-hmm. He says, sorry to bother you. Happy Valentine's Day. And she is a smitten kitten. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Happy everybody. Valentine's. Why? Happy Valentine's. I love this episode. It makes me so... Any Isabella Rossellini episode, any episode where Alec Baldwin's being adorable... How Tina Fey got some great. Would you give it? <sighs> Seeing as it's one that I go back to, are we doing this in the chat or are we just trusting each other? And doing I think it a lot we could just say it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say 93 gemstones. Nice. Cool. I was going to say are you guys? around there as well. I was going to say 91. <laughs> Ever? I was going to and then I did. So I said 91. <laughs> It happened. You made it. You manifested it. I made it real. I listened to the secret on audiobook. I know. What was it going to take to get us to a hundred? I mean, other than the reunion episode, which I was looking for a gif all day of when he's like, "Oh, I just have to dance it out." I couldn't find it, but we'll see. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Blurg. We're excited to. Blurg. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to investigate that sound. I think I'm being robbed. We'll see you next week. Blurg. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.